And we are live, all in on high school sports on a Tuesday night in it's April, right? Yeah. In April, <laughs> Kurt Valenti, Jennifer Valenti, all in on high school sports. How's everybody tonight? How are you? Good. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for watching. Um, big show tonight. Yeah. Big show. Big lineup. Um, big lineup. New uh, green screen in the house and uh, debuting on All In. We debuted it on K&K &K last week, but it's debuted uh, right out of the gate. Kenny Kirkpatrick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the greatest high school sports talk on earth. <laughs> and our great friend, Eddie Siciliano, saying good evening. So good evening, sis. Good evening, Mr. Kirkpatrick. What is on the agenda tonight? Tonight we will be joined by uh, three separate groups. We will have Coach Rich Hargett from uh, Emmett High School in Idaho, football coach. I want to break news right now. He is our first out-of-state out guest. guest. Yes, yes, so. absolutely. We're excited to have him on uh, to, discuss, to discuss his season as well as one of his many books, One in Eight to State. Um, we will also be joined by Isabella Frazzo, who joined us a few weeks ago while she was in the thick of her uh, Becton wrestling season. She rejoins us tonight as a state champion. The champ will be here. Yeah. <laughs> the champ will be, along with her coaches. Uh, and she will be, um, uh, you know, attended also with her coaches, will be attending as well, uh, Coach Farina and the assistant uh, coach, Fiona Watson, who also coaches, is we'll get into that a little bit later. So assistant coach, but also coaches her in other aspects as well. And then our third guest tonight will be Jonathan Burley of Burley's Gym in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Excited to have him talk about his facility and what he does to work with athletes. Let's get going. Absolutely. Let's we go. Have, uh, Ready to roll. We have Coach Hargett in the waiting room, so I will bring him in right now and let him get all settled with us as our first guest. So let's see if he's connecting. Let's see. Oh, it looks like still his, it looks like his camera might be, oh, there we go. Hi coach, can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, uh, did you wanna put your camera, it looks like your camera might be off. Would you wanna put that on? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, how about now? Oh, there we go. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Good. So nice to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Allow me to uh, introduce you officially to our audience. We're joined by uh, Coach Rich Hargett. Am I saying your last name correctly? You are. Uh, he finished the 2020 season at Emmett High School in Emmett, Idaho at 10-3, and 3, and they made an appearance in the Group 4A state championship there. He is the author of many football books, and most recently, um, kind of a pandemic memoir, I guess, called uh, One and Eight to State. So welcome, Coach. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here tonight. We are Appreciate very, we, as uh, Kurt said at the beginning of the show, you're our first out-of-state guest. We're in New Jersey, and we are so excited to have you. It's uh, it's really exciting to kind of talk to somebody else and, uh, you know, get their perspective on things. So thanks again. Right on. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually had the uh, privilege of speaking at a couple of clinics in New Jersey. People there are super nice. I love um, coming to Jersey. Thank awesome, you having, awesome. Thank you for having a good opinion. I, might, I was an assistant coach. I might have saw one of your speeches. I don't oh, even true, know. Very true. That's absolutely true. Uh, again, Coach, thank you so much for coming on. It's our honor to have you on, uh, honestly. You know, when um, I was looking, I'm a big Twitter guy, you know, huge sports fan, so I'm always on Twitter. And um, I, it came up and I saw your book and I said, Jen, look at this. This is awesome. I said, let's reach out to him and see if he would come on. This looks awesome. And um, when Jen reached out and, and you said you were interested, I was like, I was fired up. I was like, oh, awesome. You know, this is going to be a great guest. And uh, it's just going to be so exciting to talk to you about this. 
So yeah, yeah, well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really glad. I, I, like I said, it's been a long time since I've been to, been to Jersey, and this isn't quite the same thing, but it's kind of a virtual trip. There you Jersey, go, right? there you absolutely, go. absolutely. But given the times, it's perfect. Yeah, that's uh, right. Coach, to kind of get us started, um, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you grew up in the Midwest, and then you coached on the East Coast in the Carolinas. Can you tell our audience how you landed a coaching job in Idaho? Yeah, um, it's a it's a pretty simple answer. I tell people it's it's kind of what God wanted. Um, it just kind of worked out that way. Um, I grew up in a in a really really small town in the Midwest, and my wife and I decided we were going to move to the Carolinas, and we were down there for I don't know twelve thirteen years, and had a blast down there. I had both of our sons down there. They were both born in the Carolinas, so they're both they're both Southerners. Um, and then uh, we were looking at moving west. And, Couple, couple schools that really well and had nice facilities and had everything set for them, uh, offered jobs and just never really quite felt right. Things fell through or it wasn't quite a fit. And then uh, um, one of my surface to air system clients actually said, hey, there's this little school in uh, Idaho named Emmett that needs a head coach. Um, would you apply there? And I said, I've never heard of that place. And they said, Emmett or Idaho? I said, yes, not, neither. <laughs> never, never been either one. Uh, pulled up a map and was shocked, shocked to find out how far left you have to keep going to actually find Idaho. And I'm like, okay, there's the Rocky Mountains. And I'm like, oh my God, you got to keep going, right? Um, and so uh, he applied me. We did a Skype interview, much, much like this. And I got off of it and I told my wife, I'm like, wow, that, that went a lot better than I thought. And a couple of days later, they called an offer for the job and we flew out there. And as a Midwesterner, it was really cool because – uh, having never been to Idaho, I didn't know what to expect, but it's basically a bunch of rural agricultural areas, much like the Midwest where I grew up, but they're snow-covered mountains almost 10 months out of the year. And so you can drive from my house. I live in the desert, but you can drive an hour from my house and you can be in the snow. Um, it's really wild. And, uh, you know, kind of drop down over this um, little hill or mountain peak and bam, this valley opens. It's got snow-covered mountains. And I'm like, oh my God, it's old. Um, and, uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say it hard. The, the first year we just got, man, we got train wrecked that first year. It wasn't, wasn't real good, but uh, over time, the kids have bought in and we've gotten a lot better. And I just tell people it's where the good Lord sent me on a mission field. So it really, it really worked out well. It's been a good place for my family and I. Awesome. Uh, we got a comment from uh, one of our great friends, Kenny Kirkpatrick, saying, Coach Hargett, welcome to the show. And he's from Southern Maryland. So he's saying hello from Southern Maryland. <laughs> Yeah. So Tell him I enjoy Marylanders too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess that you, you kind of talked a little bit about my first question. Um, you know, you, Emmett was, and again, it's a little different in Jersey cause it's like, we have one level here. So, um, uh, Emmett, I believe were quote unquote state champs, but in a lower level, what was it like the three, a division or conference, however you want to say it. Um, and then they get bumped up to the four a, so can you explain to our audience a little bit about what the football program, where it was at when you got to the head coach and where you wanted to bring it when you became the head coach? Yeah. So um, they were in, they were the largest school in 3A in 2015 and had actually won a state title. And the cutoff is like 650 kids and Emmett had like six. 49 or whatever right like they were just barely below they'd had a lot of success um they went to 4a the first year they were okay and then just got buzzsawed 
and throughout their history had kind of been up and down. And, um, you know, so when I took the job, it was really, they, they did a heck of a sales job. All right. They told me all about all these good things. And, you know, we won a state title in three, a we're going back to three, a it's a guarantee. We're going to three, a yeah, they no not going back to three, a, um, told me there'd be plenty of money. There was $604 in the bank account. Um, told me that we had plenty of coaches. What they didn't tell me is the head coach had been fired. They had an interim coach. Uh, the coaching staff had pretty much mutinied or been fired. They were all gone. Um, they were the now the smallest team in 4A. They were broke. Everybody was double their enrollment, uh, and they had not lifted weights in a year. But other than that, they were pretty damn truthful. Okay? <laughs> they left a few details in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I took over. So I moved out here. My family and I, we drove 2,600 miles, I guess it was, in a U-Haul. Um, got here on June the 10th and started practice the next morning. Wow. And, uh, you know, we had no real weightlifting program in place. They only had, like, eight returning seniors. Um, and we just got absolutely obliterated. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know. I was naive. So we go into the first game and – People are like, oh, you know, it'll it'll be all right. We'll figure it out. We got 69 points hung on us the first week. Um, the next week, I think it was 68 to zero. And I was praying to God a meteor would just hit me on the sideline <laughs> about half the game. Because I'm like, what have I done? Right. I moved, I moved my family three quarters away across America to just get absolutely obliterated out here. And so we barely win a game. I mean, and I do mean barely. I don't know how we didn't go 0-9. Um, the next, so the off season comes around my first off season and I told the school, I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. We're going to have to get a weights program installed. So they made me the director of the strength program. We started getting kids in the weight room. We started playing a lot of younger players. The next year we go three and six. Um, we lose our last game and that last game kept us from going to the playoffs. So we're right on the cusp, but our JV was 500. Our freshman had a winning record you could see some things improving and then just bam, COVID hits. Right. And uh, you know, the thing that was really exciting about all that is I just sat our kids down right there before we went and you know, we, nobody knew. So we're like, okay, COVID break. It was right before spring break. I'm like, Oh great. We'll get two weeks off instead of one. This is going to be, this can be fun. You know? Um, and so I sat the kids down and I said, look, I don't know how long this is going to take, but I said, you guys had better keep your act together and keep lifting weights or we're not going to be competitive. Um, we have 700 kids in our school. Almost everybody we play has 1,500, about 13 to 1,500 kids. Some of them have 2,000. And so um, what was really, really interesting is obviously March, April, May, we're done. Um, kids are having to lift virtually. We had kids going out and pulling tractor parts off their tractors and curling them and squatting them and bench pressing them and all this crazy stuff. Well, our superintendent clears the way for us to come back June 1st. I lifted the kids for one week and tested them. And I told them all along, I said, if you guys can't come back close to your maxes, we're not going to win. So we come back and we max test the team two weeks back and 93% of the team could do 95% of their maxes on bench squat and clean. And I turned to our assistant coaches and I said, we're going to win a hell of a lot of games. I don't know how many we're going to win, but we're going to win a hell of a lot of games. And, um, you know, it was really cool because I think we were picked to finish last or second to, to last in our league. Nobody saw us coming. And uh, um, we had a game in the first week that was canceled so we had to get a new opponent well, we end up getting a really good team we played terrible we got beat we came back the next week we're 0-1 we upset the number three ranked team in the state uh we go on the road beat the number two ranked team in the state the next week and 
then it's just on, you know, I mean, there was a stretch in there. We didn't lose a game for like two months. Um, and it was really cool because it was the school's first ever 4A conference title, first quarter final win, first semifinal win, first state championship appearance. Um, it had everything, man. We had a we had an anti-mask protest at one of our games that shut down the game at halftime. Wow. Um, you know, you just – I mean, you name it. We saw – we had a really tragic event. One of our players was battling depression and took his own life the – the day of our game to, to win the conference title. Wow. So they moved the game to the next night. We played it in a 30 degree wind storm with oh sleet and, and won it 21 to 17 and took his Jersey out to midfield. And I mean, just, oh you name it, man, it, it seemed to have happened in that season. So I was just so proud of our kids, what they, what they accomplished. And, you know, now the program is in, is in a, obviously a lot better situation. And, you know, I think we've got a lot of room to still grow and, Obviously, it hurts to lose the state championship game, but nobody thought we'd be there, including me. I didn't think we'd be there. I thought we'd be a playoff team, but never in a million years did I think we'd take that run and play for the whole thing. That's awesome. A couple comments uh, from uh, Coach Coyne, uh, assistant coach here in Clifton. I uh, coached with him at St. Mary's in Rutherford. His comment is, weight room, weight room, weight room. Well, can I, can Great I, job, Coach. Can I, well, that actually was my next question. I'm going to piggyback sure. off of Coach Coyne's. You mentioned in your book, Coach, 1-8 to state, how important the weight room is, you know, and not just for getting bigger, faster, and stronger, but even that, like, camaraderie aspect and how you yeah. had your kids enrolled in, like, a class where, like, most of them were taking it as, like, a class. And I just – could you elaborate a little bit, even, like, the feeding them of the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and the milk? I mean, like, it was uh, it was an undertaking for you guys, but it paid huge dividends. Would you mind kind of elaborating on that? Yeah, um, you know, people talk about culture all the time. That's a buzzword that people like to throw around. You know, everybody's got that kind of, this is our culture. This is what we do. Um, and I tell people, I, I said, I don't know what that means. Um, what I know is when you take young men and you put them in adverse situations, they survive it and they accomplish in it, they get better. And then they just refuse to accept anything other than that standard. So if that's culture, then I guess that's what we've tried to build. Um, our kids are very like, we are, we're like a 60% free and reduced lunch school, um, very high poverty area. Our kids just didn't eat enough food. And so we got a bunch of parents together. Um, they, they've donated a lot of money, donated a lot of food. Um, and so we feed our kids uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich or two or three or four. Uh, Cause now we've got the program kind of going um, and milk every single day. And the weight room experience, we, um, my first year when I got there, there was like 20 kids in weightlifting class. Um, my second year, we got it up to like 85% of the team. Um, and then this, this off season right now, there's 100% of the football team. We have a school of 709 students and 92 of them play football and all 92 are in weightlifting. That's and awesome. um, I would like to say that's negotiable or that's uh, voluntary. They are voluntold. <laughs> they don't resist like there's no there's no uh there's no argument about it they just know their parents know they expect it um one thing i'm really excited about is now we're kind of moving on to our other sports and i'm actually going to start a female only weights class for the first time in school history oh, we'll awesome. so that we see the same thing happening for our female athletes but you know the the things that we do to those poor kids in the weight room, I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's, I wouldn't want to do it. Like the kids, <laughs> we're, we're in there doing this one kind of lift they really hate called the squat thruster. 
And the kids are like, Coach Harder, what was it like when you did these squat thrusters in high school? I said, we never did those. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm not dumb. There's no way I would do those. I said, that was work. And they're like, what are we doing them for? I said, because you want to win. <laughs> That's it. And so, you know, they, they just work. Uh, I mean, you know, people talk about it all the time. You know, the work ethic in America is this and the work ethic is that. And, you know, it, it is. I mean, I guess there, there's a lot of problems in our society. All you got to do is turn on the news and you see it. But I can tell you this. There's also a hell of a lot of young people that are selfless and work hard and can adhere to a standard. And I get up and go to work every day and I get to see those people. I get to see people that sacrifice their blood, sweat, and tears for a higher standard, a higher expectation, a goal they've set. And, uh, you know, our kids are not, um, and I tell them this all the time, you know, it, it, it almost sounds insulting. I don't mean for it to be, but I tell our kids all the time, I said, y'all are not very good. You're just not very good. And I said, you're not very tall. You're not very fast. You're not very big. You're not very athletic. We signed zero division one kids in three years. I moved here from the South. We had third or four on the last team. I said, you're not better athletes but you are phenomenally hard workers. I said, you work harder and have a better standard of work ethic and culture and integrity than anybody we play. And I tell my kids, I said, one of you is better than any three of the guys on the other team. And they believe that, they embrace that. And I said, you know, what I told our kids going into this season, I said, we're not better physically and, and we're not better talent than anybody else, but you better damn well pack a lunch because when you play us, we're going to leave bruises on you. It's going to be a physically unpleasant experience to play us. And there was a point in the season where on average, about three to four kids on the opposing team could not suit up the week after they played us. Wow. And our kids have that little, they got that little dog to them. You know, we're, we're from the wrong side of the tracks. And what's, what's really funny is, is other coaches say this all the time. They're like, man, Emmett kids are so polite. They, you know, they're, they're not, they're not cheap shotters. They're like, damn, do they strike? Man, they will just beat on you for four quarters. And this is an interesting stat. We played 13 games. We were behind at the half, I think, in 12 of the 13. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so that, was one, that, was, that was one of my questions for you about uh, last year. So, hey, that's a great trait to have, though. You know, like you get behind. It's adversity. You guys come back. Like You know how to win, you know? And it's like... I don't know. That's a that's a gene to have. You know, it's a great oh, gene. Uh, another comment from Coach Cicilliano asking, I think you kind of answered it. He asked how many kids in the program. So what did you say, 92 or 94? Yeah, when I got there, there was 50. The next year, there was about 75. This year, we had 84. And then right now, we have 92 signed up for this coming fall. So we start spring practice here in about six weeks. Okay. And so we just did sign ups, and we have about 92 signed up. Okay. Um, and again, again, you just answered this question, but again, I was going to, you, you kind of answered uh, all of them. Cause I was going to ask you what your realistic goal was going into last season. And you did say you didn't think you'd be in the state final. You thought you would be a playoff team. Um, and again, I also have with a bunch of late victories, but if you want to just elaborate on anything else from last year's season, you know, those playoff games leading up to the state final, um, was it like, you know, of course, as a coach, hey, you always, like you're saying, you know, you know you can win and you think you can win, but were you like, wow, like after you got past the first round, you're like, hey, we could do this. Like, you know, we can keep doing it. Like what was your mentality after that first playoff win? Yeah, so it's really interesting because we, we beat a school the last game of the season. So Bishop Kelly High School is the Catholic school. I'm Catholic, so it was really sweet to beat those guys. Um, they're the uh, – 
they're kind of the standard of football. They've won like seven or eight state championships in Idaho. We beat them at their place week three. And so we were in the catbird seat right out of the jump because we were we were one up in that in the standings. Well, then we dropped a game at our place 41 to 40. I went for two on the last play of the game and we came up about this far short. And so we had a conference loss. Bishop Kelly had a conference loss, but we had the head-to-head tiebreaker. So our kids are crying after we lose that one game. And I just told them, they're like, well, we lost the league, coach. I said, well, first of all, nobody on the planet thought you were going to win the league, including me. So I said, I wouldn't get too frustrated about that. Our goal was to make the playoffs. I said, secondly, you have not lost it. You'll just have to run the table. You can't lose again. And our kids made that their mission to run the table. And we did. And the night that we won the conference, the Bishop Kelly coach is a really good friend of mine. And uh, he called me to congratulate me. He said, you know, I really didn't want to lose the conference championship, but if I was going to lose it to somebody, I'm glad I lost it to you because I really respect the way you run your program. And that meant a lot to me. And so um, my goal for the postseason, and I told my athletic director this, I said, God, I just don't want to be the first team in our league to get beat. We won the league. I don't want to be the first one out because our conference, the Southern Idaho Conference, is kind of considered the, the best top to bottom for a conference in the state. And I said, we finally win the league. I don't want to go out and lose in the first round and embarrass the league. I said, I understand we're not going to make it to the state championship. We won't be the last SIC team standing. I just hope to God we're not the first one bounced. And so we go out, we win our first playoff game. And that night, one of the other teams, there was five of us in our league made the playoffs. So five of the 16 teams in the state playoffs are from my conference. And so one of them gets beaten. I'm like, yes, we're not (laughs) going to be the last. We made it. And so the next week, we have to play the number one ranked defense in the state of Idaho, uh, Blackfoot High School. Well, I turn on the film, and I turn it right back off. I turn to our coaches. I say, we're going to get our ass whipped. These guys are way too good. We don't have a chance. Well, as it turns out, we're driving down. We QB sneak on fourth and goal with a minute to play. We're down 27-26. The whole quarterback's body's in the end zone. We're like, Whoop. I'm walking down the field. Like, touchdown, we win. They signal first down the other way with a minute to play. So they get the ball, they get in the shotgun, they're five yards deep in their own end zone. We send everybody and we nail them for a safety. Oh my God. And win 28, 27. So the oh next week, <laughs> oh yeah, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. Like Disney needs to be called about Seriously? this, right? Oh so, my gosh, that's crazy. That's why you write a book. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. So we go to the next week. And we're at home. I forgot to mention because we're the two seed in the playoffs. So all these games are at our place. And we've never even won a home playoff game before. So the next week, we have to host Century High School out of Pocatello. They've got like four Division One starters. Well, they get off their like immaculate charter buses that cost more than my school does. And they're walking. I'm five seven. okay? Like, I am a hobbit. I am a bad Lord of the Rings chapter, okay? I'm a really short guy. And so these kids start walking by, and they're all like 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". I'm like, oh, my God. I can't even see the tops of these people. And then their coach comes walking in, and I'd be damned if their coach isn't like 6'6". Six, six. He's huge. I'm like, I look like his son. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I said, Coach, I said, um, congratulations on your win tonight and he goes what are you talking about I said coach I said one of your guys is three times the size of all of mine and so we go out we start playing and we're behind obviously and we're in the fourth quarter and they call timeout and I call my quarterback over and I said look 
the same play has worked three times. I said, but on this next time I call it, I said, the game rides on it. The trip to the state championship now rides on this last play. I said, so you either score and we go to the show or you'll get tackled and we'll go home. I said, it is what it is. I'll love you either way. I said, run. I said, if you see daylight, run like hell. Because I said, you're literally running for the state championship. And bam, he pops through the A-gap and he's 61 yards to the house on the next play. Well, they, they get the ball back. They drive the length of the field. Clock's running down. They're out of timeouts. They snap the ball. They heave it for the end zone. Our safety steps in front of it the one-yard line, picks it, and runs it back. Oh, my like, God. It's just insane. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we went to the state championship game, and we got pretty well waxed. Um, the team in the state championship games won uh, eight state championships. They're winning us program state history, and they beat us by – I think by three touchdowns, we had to lead on them early and we all got excited and thought we were going to be in the Cinderella story. And then we got our slipper taken off and beaten with it. <laughs> um, well, they, they definitely, but the thing that I took solace in is I, I told my wife this, I said, thank God we didn't lose by a point because right, I would have never right. been able to I always, you know what? I always say that. I always say that. Yep. <laughs> There's no, like, I can't sleep on this. Like it's hey, they're the better team. You lose. That's it. Uh, it, there was no debate. I right. mean, you watch that play, watch that. It's like, yeah, they're better. They deserved it. Uh, Coach, we're going to roll into a little segment we call Rapid Fire. These are some, like, quicker questions where, uh, you know, just more fun. Some are football-based, but some are a little more a little more fun. Not that football isn't fun. I don't need to imply that. But, you of know, off-topic, I should say. So you're going to start us sure. off? Yeah. Well, you know, again, he might have answered this one already <laughs> with this the, the quarterback keeper you yeah, just exactly. said. My question is going to be, what is what was your best play call ever, either as a head coach, offensive coordinator, one that stands out? Um, so in the, uh, the game that settled the conference championship, uh, the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour in the quarterback's face. It's third and nine, and we're in a four tight end set. And we boot to the quarterback's wrong-handed side and throw the pass into a 30-mile-an-hour wind to a kid that didn't catch a pass the entire season. And his only catch wins the conference title. They never saw that one coming. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, another comment from our good friend Kenny Kirkpatrick. He said, "Amazing run, coach. Congrats on an amazing season." And he's saying, "Kurt, let's order a couple books for K and K giveaway. That's our other show. So we got to get in touch Absolutely. with coach yep, yep, and get yep. some books." Yep, definitely. Um, my go. question for you, coach, and it could be um, at Emmett. It could be in any place that you coached prior. Your biggest win. What would you say your biggest win was? Um, I think the I'll, I'll stick with this season because it's easier. The, the biggest win is uh, um, definitely beating beating Bishop Kelly at their place. That was the second time we our schools beat them in 30 years, and only the third time in school history. And we've been playing football for almost 100 years, so that was that was big. And the coach is a friend of mine, you know, really respect him. So nice. And I have to follow it up with toughest loss. <laughs> toughest loss, um, man. That that is a tough one. Um, probably probably toughest loss was two years ago. That last game that kept us from going to the playoffs. Um, our kids had worked really really hard, and we had the lead early, and then squandered it and lost. And to see those kids dejected and going home, but you know the positive was I think it fueled their fire for this year. But that was that was definitely up there on the toughest loss list. Nice. All right. Um, we always ask this question when we have a Jersey coach and we say, what's a, the best, a best pizza place in the area and stuff like that. So we're going to do a little different with you. What's a typical traditional Idaho meal that if someone from Jersey went down to Idaho, you would definitely suggest. 
<laughs> well, here it would be a little bit different because you'd probably have to go shoot it in order to eat it. Um, and so here, uh, I think you'd be looking at more along the lines of some elk, some like some wild elk would probably be your jam here. Some wild elk and some potatoes, right? Cause it's, cause it's Idaho. So you have well, to have potatoes. With well, you know what? We just got another rapid fire from, from our audience. He's saying my rapid fire question is steak fries, crinkle cut or shoestring French fries. Oh man. It's, it's a crinkle cut. You can't okay, even play games. There you go. Coach, my, my husband, Kurt, is quite possibly the pickiest eater on earth. So if he went to Idaho, based on what you said, he'd be eating just potatoes. Just french fries. <laughs> That's, it. Potatoes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's, it's not hard to find them. Potatoes and uh, sugar beets. Like, we, we got you covered out here on those. <laughs> That's it. That's my diet. There you go. All right, Coach. Uh, fill in the blank. An Emmett High School Husky football player must be blank. Physical. Good. Okay. Good one. Favorite NFL. What's your favorite NFL football team? The Packers. All right. Are you going to give me, I'm a diehard Bronco fan. Are you going to give me Aaron Rodgers after next year? Yeah, thank you. Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm, let's, let's talk about that one. <laughs> you two can make it happen. Well, in, in, but another question. Um, should they have kicked that field goal last year or should have went for a fourth down in the NFC champion, in the uh, NFC championship game? Well, here's my simple answer to that. Who do you pay more money, a field goal kicker or a quarterback? I know which one I'd rather have the ball with the game on the line. There you go. All right, Coach, and our, our last rapid fire is a quick one. Nike, Under Armour, or Adidas? What's your preference? Well, it would have been, in years past, it would have been Under Armour. In the South, I was an Under Armour guy, but we just signed an exclusive deal with Nike, so now I'm I'm all in on the check mark. I guess. Nice, there you go. Nice. And real quick, Coach, i got a minute left. If you want to, if you could just plug your book and just tell us about the one to eight to state book. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a simple read. It's only a little over a hundred pages. It's available on amazon.com. Um, and it's really just the reason I wrote it simply put is I wanted to encourage everybody out there who's thinking about giving up and thinking about how tough their situation is to understand a lot of times your greatest success is coming right around the corner after the darkness seems the worst. And so it's really just a book about optimism and, and keep plugging away and keep fighting for what you believe in. Awesome. Oh, great summary. Yeah, I uh, have, have not finished it. I'm about, you know, I'd say a good more than a third of a way through. It's been, a, it's been a fun read, very fun read. So just, you know, former coach and reading about your season, your experience, it's been great. Thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. I hope we get to stay in touch and maybe catch Absolutely. up with you during your season. Yeah, anytime you guys want me to come back, I'd love to come back. Just keep awesome. in touch. I appreciate you having me here tonight. And you know what? I love Coach. I don't want to say it's where I, I didn't want to cut her off, but <laughs> I was an offensive coordinator. I know you're an offensive guy, so you can definitely come on the show anytime. We can talk <laughs> offense. Or we could just have an offensive night show. That's all we got, we got hey, to do. Hey, if you want to talk multi-personnel grouping, pro-style spread, and RPOs, I'm your man. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, Coach, you have those books books available as well. You have multiple books, am I correct, right, that you have uh, on that? Yeah, you know, my high school English teacher told me I'd never write anything that anybody would ever want to read, and I got her (laughs) proven wrong because that was book number 16. They were wrong, exactly. They were wrong. Very nice. Well, lots of luck, Coach, on both ends, the authorship and, uh, yes. and, of course, the coaching. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. So big thanks to 
Coach Hargit, our first Absolutely. making history on All In as our first out of out of state guest. It was a pleasure Co- to have Kenny saying, Kurt, we gotta get Coach Breslin on that. Yeah. No, that'd be great. <laughs> Offense defense shootout, that would be awesome. Have to get the boards up. They yeah. can both have their boards. Absolutely. We actually have our um our next guests ready to go. We okay. have um Two, two of the three. Should I let them? Let sure, them yeah, absolutely. Up, and then we can let our third guest as as they come. So um, we'll just let them get in. As we said, we will be welcoming to the program. Re-welcoming, is re-welcoming. that a word? Uh, hi, Coach Farina, how are you? And uh, you Isabella Frezzo, thanks for joining us again, guys. And welcome back to the show. I'll just reintroduce you to our audience. Um, Coach Daniel Farina, the varsity coach at Becton High School for wrestling, uh, and one of his senior wrestlers, Isabella Frezzo, joins us again. This time, she joins us as a state champion. So, Isabella, congratulations to you. Awesome accomplishment. We love that you came on with us to talk about it, and welcome to both of you. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank again, congratulations, uh, Coach, for uh, obviously being a head coach of a state champion. And of course, Isabella, uh, congratulations, um, plentiful of, uh, of being a state champ. And um, I'm going to start with you. Um, can you give us a quick, oh, by the way, oh, by following you on NJ.com was awesome um, with the video. Uh, the tweeting was awesome. And Coach Farina was great with the uh, keeping everybody yeah, updated absolutely. on Saturday of what was going on. So uh, I remember uh, texting Jen Hey, she won. Coach Breslin saying, "Oh, you got to get her back on." I said, "We'll be reaching out to Coach tomorrow." Um, uh, we got a comment from a J O Driscoll. Congrats, Izzy and coaches. So, um, Isabel, if you could just give us a quick a quick recap of I don't know if you want to go from regions. I mean, you know, okay. while you're speaking, I'm just going to let Coach Watson okay. in. I'm going to let if, her in as well. If you want to just you know recap from your regions or. More importantly, even Saturday, like that state championship, those, you know, those, the semifinals and the finals. You want to just give us a quick recap? Um, well, the matches uh, were the two matches that I had at the States were actually the two matches that I had at the regions. And um, they definitely came with different game plans, uh, but so did I. So it was definitely a little bit of a different match for for both of the girls but uh it ended up being two really good competitive matches and that's what i really like you know at the state level you know that's what you want especially before uh i get to your next question isabel i just want to welcome coach fiona watson how you doing coach thanks so much for joining us Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Uh, Isabella, can you explain to us how did it feel for you, you know, to, if you can put it into words, to stand on that podium as a state champion and as Becton's first state champion in the history of the program? Honestly, I wish there was a podium this year, oh. but I guess COVID, <laughs> there really was no podium. So they had to have uh, an announcer announce the uh, state champ and it was really great to hear my name and then, you know, receive the the award and then the bracket, which was empty, unfortunately, but it was a really cool experience. And uh, I was really, really excited and shocked, not shocked by the fact that I won, but the fact that it kind of all happened so quickly and the season, you know, went by so fast and all my hard work paid off. So it was really, really like it all just happened so fast that it was really cool. Okay, I'm going to go to Coach Farina on this. Again, congratulations, Coach. Um, Two-part questions. How does it feel to be a head coach of now a state champion? 
And uh, how I, proud of you are? Uh, how proud of you uh, are of uh, Isabella? Well, I mean, first of all, I, you know, Isabella has been the model of what commitment to hard work is all about. Um, you know, two years ago, she came off of a season-ending injury that actually required Tommy John surgery. Um, you know, and then last year worked hard to get third, but you could tell right away as soon as we left Boardwalk Hall, uh, she was ready to to wrestle again for another chance at a state championship. And uh, you know, with with all the doubt we had going into the off season, and you know, wondering if we were going to even have a season, for her to be able to keep her focus and just not lose sight of what the goal was. Um, I mean, that's a testament to her hard work and, and I couldn't be any prouder. Um, you know, it, when it comes to me saying like, how do I feel about being the first head coach of a state champion at Becton? I'm happy about it, but it is a collective effort. Um, I don't think Isabella Frezzo gets to where she is without the help of my assistant, Fiona Watson, um, or uh, her club coach, Dave Cordoba, and just everybody along the way that was uh, supportive. Um, you know, it was Fiona who was on the uh, sideline when Bella was wrestling in those matches, and it was her that was hugging Bella. So, um, you know, when I hired Fiona to come on staff, and, you know, she's been a great assistant and uh, has really helped Isabella throughout the years in both jiu-jitsu and wrestling, you know, I said, you know, you take her. And, uh, you know, part of being a head coach sometimes is delegating responsibility mm -hmm. and knowing when to step back and know when to come forward. And, uh, you know, it paid dividends and uh, I'm very happy with the results. Nice. Very nice coach. Uh, coach Watson, when Isabella was on last time, she, um, you know, indicated how important you have been to her success. And, you know, we didn't have, you were unable to make it with us that time. And we're so thankful to have you here, you know, off script on my question, you know, I know that I saw the picture of that coach kind of refers to of you two kind of embracing when she won. I'm actually getting chills talking about it because it just encapsulates like coach, player, you working hard, everything coming to fruition. You know, can you tell us about your work with Isabella? You know, how you've trained her in multiple sports and of course, how happy you are to see her achieve one of her goals. So obviously I've worked with Isabella in um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 10 years. So mat awareness, being on the mat together is something that we're pretty much used to. So uh, I knew how hard she had to work, you know, from last year to this year considering everything that was going on with COVID and what we were able to do. And when she tells me she's going to do something, she does everything in her power to do it. That's why I knew when she stepped out there for that state title, there was no doubt in my mind that she was going to win because she puts in a lot of work and she does what she needs to do all the time. I'm not just proud of the state title. I'm proud of her all the time because she really dedicates a lot of her time into being the best person that she could be. And I think that discipline carried her to get that state title. You know, I think it really did. That's great. Very By the great. way, Isabella, we're going to go off script a little bit. We just got, <laughs> we just purchased a green screen that we, uh, tonight's our first night and we have our all in background, but we also, you can't see it now, but if you go back and watch the show, like you're actually in our green screen background now. Yeah, so yeah. it's, you're, it's pretty cool. You're like our first athlete to ever be on the green screen. So yeah, when you uh, rewatch, I think you're pinning someone in the background. Yeah. You're, you're pinning somebody us. in the background. <laughs> Um, Kenny Kirkpatrick saying congratulations Isabella coaches and everyone associated with Becton High School 
By the way, green screen working very well. See, so Kenny's <laughs> watching it. So Isabella, my last question for you. Um, you've achieved all, well, let me ask you this. Have you achieved all your high school goals at Becton, you know, by wrestling? Yes, I would say that winning the States was, you know, the ultimate goal. And then obviously it would have been nice to have won three years, but, you know, the first year that there was girl states, I couldn't do it due to injury. The second year, you know, a little bit of a letdown, but the way that it all happened, I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful for the way it all happened and everything happens for a reason. So I'm really grateful for the way it all did happen. Okay. And I guess my next question is now what's next for you? Next is jiu-jitsu. So I have, a jiu-jitsu tournament coming up in Texas, the IBJJF Pan American Championships. And then pretty much right after that, uh, I go into college wrestling for freestyle. So uh, I got to start kind of learning freestyle and transitioning into that. Now, just another question, like on the college level, on the collegiate level, how does that work like weight class? Is it kind of the same thing or is it a little different? Or what, what's like, how does that work with the weight class on the next level for the girls? Yeah, they're pretty much the same within a pound or two, but difference between each weight class. It's not too big of a difference. Okay, and have you decided where you want to be yet, or that's that's still undecided? Um, I'm leaning more towards 101. So, yeah, I'm probably going to come down a weight class for okay. freshman year. Nice, very nice. All right, we have actually, I'm going to go off script for a second because sure. actually, when I was on Twitter earlier, I noticed that the NJSIAA coach did they change who for the boys' regions and states who um, the capacity levels of who's able to come in? Uh, was there a minor change to that? Did I read that today? I last I read, uh, there's still no fans uh, for the regions for the states. It's going to allow for parents, very similar to the uh, to the girls' regions and states. Um, other than that, that, that's really it. The only oh, difference right. is that there's going to be more uh, participants and more weight classes for the boys' uh, regions. Oh, right. oh right. So, uh, okay, I, I was un unsure. I figured I would go yeah. right to the source and get, yeah. the, get the, you know, up to the minute, up to the minute details on that. All right, we have one. Well, let me grab oh, one sorry. more comment from Coach Jay Longo saying, congrats, Isabella and coaches. Best of luck and continued success in college and beyond. Very nice. Becton, Becton uh, support system there is awesome. I was telling Coach Shane the text, what a year for Becton, right, Coach Farina? I mean, it's like, yeah. you know. But you know, again, I know I said this last time, but the uh, the atmosphere there for their athletes and yeah. how they support each other is, is so nice and it's so so evident. So, How was it for um, when, Isabella, when you won? Um, now, you guys are in school, correct? Or no? Are you guys in school now? I'm, I'm not in school, but... I choose to be home. Okay. Because I was wondering, like, if the school did anything or how would you say that? How many people were allowed on Saturday at the uh, at the match? Well, I was able to have one coach and two of my parents were there. So oh, they were. that was good. the first time that they were able to watch me this whole season. Oh, that's and, awesome. That's so cool, yeah. but so glad they got to see that yeah. one of all of them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, we have one. We did rapid fire with Coach Farina and uh, Isabella last time they were on. So we have, But we have one quick rapid fire question that we wanted to give everybody. So Kurt's got yeah. it for Okay, you. so we're going to start with, we'll go Coach Farina, Okay, um, Coach Watson, and then we'll go with Isabella. All right, we would like to. We would like each one of you guys to show us, like, demonstrate um, what your reaction was when the 
buzzer struck zero and Isabella became state <laughs> champion. So you got to kind of just reenact it for us. So Coach Farina, right. you go first. Holy blank, she did it. <laughs> Those are my exact words. <laughs> there you go. Fiona? I kind of just covered my face and kind of started crying a little bit. Because <laughs> I was really proud. Awesome. And Isabella, what about you? There was a photo of me like like this, like I can't believe, like, and that's exactly how I reacted with my hand. Like, oh my God, I did it. That's awesome. See, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's great. It's you know what? That's going to be something you guys remember for the rest of your life. Like that, you know, like just like you're saying what what Coach Farina said. Like <laughs> that's going to be in, in you know forever. That's so. awesome. Thank you guys for taking the time to come back on. We really wanted to uh, celebrate Isabella and your program for this awesome accomplishment. Uh, hard work truly does pay off. And as you guys all said, it's a team But you effort. know what? Now, Isabella, you got to get the next East Rutherford Carlstadt, that next Becton girl ready for, like we said, like, you're listen, you're a legend, you know? You're a legend, you know? Like, they're always going to go and say, hey, who was the first state champion, you know? And they say Isabella Fresno, like... It's going to be like, who wants to be the next Isabella now? So, hey, come back years, you know, later on and uh, get the next one. So, no, but it was awesome. Thank you guys so much again, Isabella. Congratulations, coaches. Congratulations. You Thank guys you. are welcome anytime Thank you. on the show. Uh, like Jen said, we wanted to get you got, you know, get you on, get you the recognition again. And uh, we were pulling for you. And uh, I just remember we I was texting following. her and I said, Absolutely. I said, hey, she won. And uh, that was it. The next thing was like, we got to get her back on. So thank you very much for uh, for coming back. Thank on. you guys so thank much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Great time. Bye, guys. Thank, thank, you. So thank you. Take care. Bye. Again, congratulations to Isabella and yes. the entire Becton. Uh, again, I keep saying it. There's, you know, some of those are just something special. And I feel like that this season there's or a this trellis year, anderson saying congratulations isabella that this year for that that athletics program in kind of what coach hargett was saying like in the face of adversity so yeah. many things but they had such a such a great you know what it is though too like we, i know we're saying it and before we get our next guest but you know it is like how many like younger girls look up to isabella yeah. and it's like i want to be like that you know yeah. i want to do that and not even like just the state championship portion of how successful she was before that but now even as a state champion it's even like you know she's a role model to those people you know yeah. to those young we players did, we, uh, you know young know wrestlers if anybody didn't see her on last time we talked about the fact that she's you know a, a trailblazer in yeah. in the sport and at her school specifically definitely yep um so a job well done to her for sure um I'm going to let in our next guest. Okay. We have um, Jonathan Burley of Burley's Gym joining us. So we'll let him get connected in there. Let's see, see his audio is on. Hi, John. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How you doing? Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. No problem. Again, now that you're on screen, I'll, I'll officially reintroduce you to our audience. This is Jonathan Burley, owner of uh, Burley's Gym in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, where you are able to share your passion for health and fitness with others. So thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Um, can you give uh, an overview of what Burley's Gym is all about and what you guys have to offer? Yeah, for sure. So we're definitely a growing business uh, day by day, but... Um, overall, we're definitely a training gym. So 
Um, myself, I'm our head strength coach and currently the only strength coach there. Um, so that, that's what I do every day. Um, but along with some other trainers that we have, we offer the general population training um, as well as uh, public gym memberships. So we kind of do it all, um, but we started as a training gym and that, that's our biggest thing. Uh, we got a comment from our good friend, Eddie Siciliano, <laughs> saying, welcome, Jonathan, my man. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. We had to give Mr. Sis a shout out. Yeah. He's responsible for getting us in touch with, uh, with Jonathan Burley. So thank yeah. you for that, Sis. Um, Jonathan, would you tell us a little bit about what your background is in athletics and how you got into like the personal training and strength, strength training aspect? Yeah. Um, so I'm one of six uh, brothers and sisters, and uh, we were all – we all grew up playing sports. Um, my mom and dad were both very athletic, um, so I kind of just grew up around it. Um, my mom played Division One field hockey. Um, Ooh, where? Went, she went to North Carolina. Get out! I went to Virginia and played. Really? <laughs> <laughs> she was one of the first females from her high school to get a full full scholarship. That's awesome. That's they awesome. Were, now, what year was she there? Because they were phenomenal when I was in college. Like phenomenal i don't want to she doesn't want you to say her age uh, I, I wish i knew it uh <laughs> i don't want to offend her um yeah I, I i couldn't even guess um but yeah so so we all grew up i i played football ever since i was about five um and then i played ice hockey for a little while with my dad being from minnesota i kind of had that background um with skating with him and then i ended up playing lacrosse as well so I kind of played football and lacrosse the longest all the way through high school. And then college, I even played a little lacrosse. We, we got a requested comment and I got to read the comment. If it comes in, it says, <laughs> can you ask John if he wants to buy a duck, please? <laughs> That's from Nick Moose. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I should have shared this link with some of my clients, huh? <laughs> I have to read it. I have to read it. <laughs> oh, too funny. Uh, I'll get you back tomorrow in the weight room, Moose. There you go. <laughs> there, there you go. go. But careful, right? So yeah. you mentioned you're in the Phillipsburg uh, area. Uh, who are some of the teams or individuals um, that you work with? Yeah, so I'm from Easton, Pennsylvania. Um, when we got married, I, we moved over here into Jersey. So we're on the border of Easton, like five minutes away. So I definitely – I have a lot more Lehigh Valley um People. So a lot of like uh, Easton and um, Parkland, schools like that. Um, I train a lot of individuals, though. I, I don't have many full teams. I just train a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so it's a lot of just kids on all different sports, all different teams that are just looking for extra work. Um, so I train closest to me here is obviously Phillipsburg High School. I do. I'm starting to train a lot of the wrestlers, especially from that school. Um, but it, it's really – it's. It's a variety for sure. Uh, Jonathan, I'm just going to go off script for a second. If your mom went to UNC, are you a UNC, like, do you root for them in sports? I'm just curious. Uh, I don't. Oh, I, I <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even think she does, really. Okay, but. I was just curious. I was <laughs> yeah. going to go a little uh, Roy Williams there if you did to see what you yeah. thought of it. <laughs> Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know like you obviously do training, right? But um, you're in, you know, obviously want people to help people develop a healthy lifestyle, right? So what would you say in your opinion, if someone wants to get healthier, like the three most important elements of like a healthy lifestyle that people should focus on? Uh, yeah, well, uh, for starters, I, I would definitely say it's exercise, uh, some some sort of exercise, not just the weight room, any, anything, you know, um, 
So exercise, uh, diet, and then it's really just balancing it all. Um, and those are the three that, that we try to preach every day or try to help where we can. Um, obviously, exercise is my specialty. And then, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a certified nutritionist, but we, we do try to help where we can. And then we try to help balance it and, you know, live, live your life, you know, uh, have fun, enjoy it, and just balance, balance it, both Thanks. of those. Okay, so you, my next question is, I'm very interested in this question because you get you speak to trainers and they tell you, you know, you can have this, you can have that, whatever, and use the word diet. But again, if someone who just wants to get started, whether they're an athlete or like our age, I mean, I'm not saying we're old, but you know, we're not athletic, you know, we're not high school age, we're a little, little older, but you know, we want to get back into the gym, we want to lose a little weight, we want to, we want to go on a better path. What would you say are three foods to concentrate on that, you know, to really say these three, what are three foods that you would really say, hey, eat blank, 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 and then what are three you would say, stay away, stay away, stay away? <laughs> um, yeah, well, my diet myself is not the best, and everybody knows that, um, and I compensate that with exercise. You know, I'm, I'm working out nonstop or I'm in the weight room working. My wife, on the other hand, is the diet. She, she's great with meal prepping and all that. So I kind of see both, um, and we try to work together, obviously, um, to make it work. But I would say the three that, um, you know, I try to I – would, I would say for somebody to eat or try to eat would be – I always try to throw in fruit of some sort. I feel like that's just an easy one, and everybody's busy. And nobody has time. Um, so fruit is always one that I try, I try to push. Um, also, I do have my own protein line that I sell at the gym, but just protein in general, um, you know, a, sh a shake of some sort, um, which is pretty affordable and, and almost everybody has it, just maybe not taking it. Um, and then food, um, the third one is, I know it's general, um, but breakfast. And a lot of people don't eat breakfast, so whatever that might look like for somebody, um, whether it's another kind of smoothie or so, but even just cereal or just, just eating something in the morning is definitely the, you know, three easy tips right there. Okay. And what about avoiding? Avoiding, um, for, you know, maybe people of age, the first one I would go to is, um, alcohol. Um, that, and that's, that, that's a good one to limit or, you know, maybe just the weekend, some fun there that that's a big one eating out, um, watching what you're doing and putting into your body when you're going out. Um, you know, you can find better options. Um, and then also just, you know, along with eating out, maybe just fried foods. Okay. Uh, a couple of comments, one's from uh, Tracy Mann saying, Jonathan is the best prepared my son to play basketball at army West point. Awesome. And Eddie says, he's always trying to get me to have this. <laughs> he's big apple cider vinegar. What's your thoughts on apple cider? Oh, vinegar? Yeah, that's, I, I, I like it. I know I hear a lot of good things from it. I personally don't do it, but. Um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, a good one. I, I, I actually, this is funny. I was in, um, Harmon's the other day and I actually saw, cause I know that sis always says it to me, you know, you should take it. Jen should have it. And, uh, you know, he was honest. He goes, listen, it's not going to be like you're drinking, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> iced tea, but I actually saw that in like a, like a gummy, um, format, like a gummy tablet. So I've never seen them before. I don't know if that's new or whatever, but uh, I remember seeing something like that. So that is, because you do see a lot of reports that do say, hey, the apple cider vinegar is good. So you would yep. push that? Yeah, yep. I, okay. st I stand behind that, yep. 
Okay, our good friend Kenny Kirkpatrick from Maryland saying, I'm in trouble, Kurt, when you were reading off the list of foods to avoid. I, th- I think his checklist is a little... Um, listen, just let, find one. Start with yeah, one. Yeah, let's, let, let's just say I think his backyard's a Chick-fil-A, so I think that could be... Uh, not that, anymore, not anymore. Oh, yeah, well, he's close, he's close. He's close enough, yeah, too funny. Uh, Jonathan, you, you know, one of the commenters actually said how you helped her son get prepared for basketball at West Point, which is a nice segue into my question for you is how rewarding is it for you to see your athletes like that basketball player perhaps or even like a client who's you know an adult who comes in with like fitness goals how rewarding is it for you to see your athletes and clients improve and achieve their goals yeah it's awesome I mean I I love whether we see it right away or we don't ever see it I really do enjoy working with everyone Um, but when we do have those moments or those big games or awards or just somebody posting more of themselves because they're, they're feeling better. It is very rewarding. Uh, me and all the trainers, we, we love it. We compliment each other. Like, you know, it's where we put in just as many hours with them. Um, so, you know, we're definitely in it with our client. So it, it's very rewarding and, and I love it. That's just part of why I love what I do every day. That's great. Nice. All right, our our next segment is uh, what we call rapid fire. So a little more quick paced uh, questions for you. Okay, number one. Some of them are fun. Some of them, we, we try to make them fun. I'm saying that it's the fun segment because sometimes they are harder. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> most. In, what would you say is the most? I mean, there's probably more than one, but what is the most important exercise for a high school athlete? Hmm. Uh, I would. I would. Yeah. There's obviously multiple, but. I, I like to work on the bigger lifts, so you know anything with a barbell, because um, I know everybody, every high school and definitely colleges are doing things. So like the back squat, um, you know, I, and it's one on one, so I can really make sure they're doing it correctly, prevent injury always, and then you know just get them comfortable. Because a lot of my clients are going next level, so you know I'm making sure they're performing it right. So I would say any barbell lift, but definitely the back squat, deadlift, front squat are things that I focus okay. on a lot. Nice. Uh, You talked about balance earlier. So uh, when you're balancing, you know, eating and having a cheat day, what's your favorite cheat day meal? (laughs) Well, Chick-fil-A is definitely up there for sure. (laughs) I I don't know if that's a cheat day because I almost eat it very often. But um, and then my wife and I, we we do, you know, occasionally like pizza place by us or and it's more maybe the wine. That's our cheat night. Okay. (laughs) Nice. All right. My blank one is we're both friends of. Well, all three of us here are great friends of Eddie Siciliano. So, and again, we want to give a great big shout out to Sis for bringing you on tonight. So my question is, we're going to fill in the blank. Eddie Siciliano is blank. (laughs) Uh, I mean, he's a great all around guy. I I mean, yeah, he's, I've only known him for a short amount of time, but everybody in the gym and I've honestly heard nothing but great things. And I love talking to the guy. That's sis. Nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet sis is watching, laughing right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He's watching. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite like motivational quote or phrase that you use when you're training your athletes? Maybe it's like something like a tagline that you came up with, or even you know it could be cliche. What? What? But what's something that you use a lot? You think to motivate? Yeah, uh, strong-minded, um, and that's something we actually have written in our gym. Um, it's in chalk, and everybody. Um, that visits our gym or trains with us, they actually write their name up on the board around the strong-minded. So it's just kind of something that um, I came up with, you know, we came up with and wanted it to be a part of our gym for sure. And 
just all around strong-minded, strong-willed, and you know we work on that every day. That's great. Sis has given us the uh, <laughs> crying, the <emojis>. crying emoji. <laughs> so everybody think... in the gym is safe tomorrow. Everyone's safe. Yeah. Wait, I think, I think Kenny filled in the blank. Oh, Kenny he did. Sis is the goat. The goat. The goat. <laughs> <laughs> my That's last one is. My last one is. Um, Erica Renee is saying hashtag become burly hashtag strong minded. There it is. Yeah. Erica Renee saying. Um, this is what I always get when we get like a trainer, someone who's really into the training aspect. Uh, I love asking them this question, but who is it? A, what professional athlete would you either want to train with or train anybody? Uh, I, the rock hundred oh. percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would go that route. I would, I would love to train any professional in general, but to work out with, or to say would definitely be the rock. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. All right. And my yeah. last rapid fire for you is what is like your most, emo most used emoji on your phone? <laughs> um, probably the crying face. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Always laughing. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Uh, thanks so much for joining. Oh, wait, by the way, we before we, before yeah. we, I wish one I'm posting up, uh, and again, we'll put this on our web page. I was just going to say the, uh, all your social media info is up. If you go back and rewatch this, uh, through Facebook or YouTube, you'll see, uh, Jonathan, we've got your gym name up there, Burley's gym, Instagram at Burley's underscore gym and the Facebook page Burley's gym. And of course, burleysgym.com so um check them out thanks so much for having uh joining us tonight coach it was an absolute pleasure to have you on great thank you for having me thank you have a good night thanks again thank you as well so again another shout out to mr siciliano yeah for, for coming through yes yep. and uh another you know i just love uh we had so many people on tonight. Just again, we got a doing, comment from Nicole Allen saying for, hi. Doing good things for young student athletes and helping them in their in their journey. Absolutely. So nice. um, I forgot. What I was just gonna say no. But you know what? It, it's like you're saying. It's so great to, you know. And we got a couple of different aspects of where you know when Coach Hargett was on. What was his first weights? Weights and in the right, gym, in right. the gym. You know. Yeah. And now you see as a. You see how on this, you know, with Jonathan in the gym, when he's doing in the Phillipsburg area and, you know, it's the same thing. It's right. the same method. That's why it's just amazing with the coach Hargett when he was saying like how the kids didn't lift for a year. Right, right. How you know, and now he said that, you yeah. are lifting. Yeah. You know, you are. And and he said, what when you asked him fill in the blank, what did he say? Uh, physical. Fi yes. Yeah, right. And how did he get physical? To do with, in the gym. Yeah. Um, the, um, Kenny's saying you requested a top five last week. I delivered. Yeah, I we got it coming up. I just uh... oh, Cole Allen is saying heard of this channel through Carson. Oh, very. Thank cool. you for joining, Carl, yeah. uh, Cole, and join us tomorrow and Thursday for some professional and uh, college uh, sports talk. You know, with with the weightlifting and and uh, Jonathan Burley's comment too, and Coach Hargett having his kids take like a, a class with yes. him is that the importance of doing it correctly. You know, he's saying uh, Jonathan was saying how he's there with them and he's making sure they're for because you can hurt yourself you know mm -hmm. so again these kids weightlifting yes important but doing it correctly even more important and you know so. while you look on any any level like you know we talked on a high school level we talked with um uh jonathan about but you watch bill parcells in the giant film and i, I you know kenny would probably know or sister would know and it's it's 
it's proven where he's, you know, he's saying in front of the thing, that's why you lift all those damn weights. And right. like, it's true because think, but once it comes down to it's fourth and one season's on the line. Listen, there's no gimmicks. What are right. you going to do? Right, 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 We're right, going to run right. the ball down your throat. Can you gain the yard? Who's stronger? Right. You're going to gain right. that yard. Right. That's what it's about. All right. Kenny's top five of the show for this week for Kurt is the top five public school football programs in North Jersey. In the last decade. Okay. So that's the 2010s, basically. All right. North Jersey, top five teams, public schools only. If you have any guesses at home, don't write them yet. I already saw Kurt look at the comments to see if he could get the most. I'm just saying, yup, yup. We all, me? we all know that he's going to look for an out here if he doesn't get them all. <laughs> Thank don't you, look. Kenny, for another another top five. Um, North Jersey. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have three. Who do you have so far? I have Ramapo, Heights, and Wayne Hills. Okay. Um, do I have any of those three? I'm not telling you. We're not doing it that way. Nope. Okay. So public <laughs> schools. I can't throw that man. I was going to throw Rutherford. Um, okay. And one more. My four for four? Did you look at my sheet? I didn't look. Uh, you know I'm four for four. Yeah. I think Kurt gets three out of five. Uh, my last one's going to be North Jersey, right? Yep. He's trying to buy himself time, no, no, Kenny, no, 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 by no. repeating the question. I can't think question. of a team. I can't think of a team. Oh, coach Breslin. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Coach Breslin. DJ's the coach. What's his name? Jen, we went to see him. They have... Okay. All right, go ahead. Start from five. Go ahead. I'm going to go Ridgewood. Well, my five in any order. I'm going to go Ramapo, okay. Ridgewood, Hasbrook Heights, Wayne Hills, Riverdale. Okay. Kenny, you were right. He got three. So the correct answer is Ridgewood, Old Tapan. Yep. Wayne Hills. Yep. Ramapo. Yep. And Montclair. Wow. Thomas McGuire said Glenrock. I was going to go Rutherford, too. I'm shocked with Heights. And Riverdale, but I'm shocked with Heights. They won, they, I think they won three state titles in a row. Not three out of Kenny, ten. great question, as always, with your, your top five there. That was great. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching this evening. Thank you to our guests for coming on. We had a jam-packed show. Thomas McGuire say DJ Nymph. Yes, the, the, yep, that was it. That was it, Riverdale. That was on my I'm shocked they're not on that, too. Yeah, thank, thank everyone again. Yep, so uh, thank you to uh, Coach Hargett from Idaho, Emmett High School in Idaho. Thank you to Coach Farina, Coach Watchin, and Isabella Frezzo from Becton High School Wrestling. And thank you to Jonathan uh, Burley from Burley's Gym. Great guest tonight. It was a pleasure. And uh, thank you to everybody for watching. We have one more comment from Cole Allen. Have you heard of Blair Woods High School? Great football team near us. Cole, reach out to Carson. Yeah. We would love to get them on the show. Yeah. Um, Cole, yeah. if you don't mind, reach out, get I mean, our information. I'm, is Cole, I'm guessing Cole's in the Carson, the Michigan I area. believe it's in the yeah, Michigan. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, Thomas is also saying you guys are honestly doing a great job getting so many kids oh, noticed. So nice. The newspaper isn't what it used to be when we grew up. Yep. This show gets kids' names out there. This show is always awesome. Thank you, uh, thank Coach you McGuire. For, thank you for the compliment, and that is our goal because yep. uh, we want to get the programs and the kids the notoriety that they deserve. And we agree tenfold that the 
you know, it's a shame. The coverage in the newspapers yeah. is... Oh, look at this. Cole yeah. saying it's in Virginia. Oh, nice. Very nice. Cole, All if right. you want to reach out, get in touch yeah. with Carson, get in touch with us, we would love to yeah, do something. absolutely. Like I said, Coach Hargett was the first out of, out state, of state, yes, state tonight. Yeah. So, and what uh, a great and story. Emmett, what a great, just a, a great story that he was, you know, retold. Obviously, his book one and eight to state retells it, but to have him on and and talk about it, you know, and I think so many people can relate to that. You know, yes. like so many things were happening during. Every time we talk to a coach and what they went through in the pandemic, I feel like we always learn something new that somebody had to overcome. You know, and uh, it's part of part of athletics that teach you those yeah. life lessons. You know, so uh, just really really fun to to have our guests. And on my tonight. last thing with Coach Hargett is. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my face, but he said, when you want to go RPO formations, and I was like this. Do that. We could do that two hours, shall we? We could do that. Kenny's saying we got to get Coach Breslin on to defend it, but that let's go, awesome. baby. Yeah. Let's go. I'm in for that. That would be We'll get all the boards on. We'll have the green screen board. Breslin will have his board. Coach Hargett will have his, and let's go. But a great show tonight. Yes. Yep. Till next Thank week. You. Thank everybody. Cole, work on that high school team in Virginia. Absolutely. Thanks to everybody to our guests. Special thanks to Mr. Sis. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, everyone, for watching.